Blog Talk Radio. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today I am all in to talk about today's show. We're going to be talking about Enneagrams. This is a new psychological test. It's new, but it's not really that new. We'll get into the history of it probably thousands of years old. But anyway, psychologists are using this new personality test to make very accurate diagnoses for their clients and patients. So basically what it is, you get to find out how people think and your reaction to them. Wouldn't it be great to finally get along with somebody? Perhaps you get along on paper. It seems like you should be getting along. Could be a next-door neighbor, coworker. Maybe it's even your kid, your mate, right? But there's a lot of clashing going on. There's a lot of uh, harshness that's going on. Don't you want to smooth out those rough edges? I'm sure you do. That's what we're going to be talking about today, this new technique and what it is. So I want to introduce you to Enneagrams. It's the nine basic personality types inherent in human nature. And when I say inherent, I really do mean that. These are core drives. That's why it appears like you guys get along on paper. The person has a good job. The person is social. She is friendly with your friends and family. But why don't we get along? Why are we still fighting at home? So they're core traits that are part of our human nature. And that's what I want you guys to uncover so you can move past this tension. This psychological test is based on an ancient system of the Enneagrams. This knowledge will help you better understand how others think and why they behave as they do, as well as increasing your awareness of your own individual personality. The end goal here is to enjoy more satisfying and fulfilling relationships in all areas of your life by learning these personality types. All right, so let's just dive in here. Before we do so, we do have open phone lines right now. You can call us at 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677. And for those of us who are listening live, we also have the chat line available to you. I see some listeners who are listening in that manner. How do you get to the chat line? Well, same name as the show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross, DT Linda Gross, short for dating tips, okay? And you can hop onto the chat line. I will see your messages and we'll get you hooked up. All right? Alrighty. So the first step here, if you haven't seen my post, is to actually take the test yourself. If you saw my posts on IG and Facebook and so forth, there's a link already on there. If you haven't seen the post, the best way to do it is to Google Enneagram Test. That's Enneagram Test. It has a funny spelling. Let me spell it for you. 
E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, Enneagram test, okay? And then take the test, take a few minutes here, and it'll tell you if you're number one through nine, all right? And then we can work at it from there. So this is the latest metric in psychology for identifying personality types. We had the five love languages, and basically what that book taught us was maybe he feels love through physical touch, like a massage or a hug, and she feels love through words of affection, like a compliment or through acts of service. Maybe it could be she really likes the fact that he picks up the cleaning on his way home, stuff like that, acts of service, right? What they're saying in the book is people have different love languages, usually they're opposite ones than each other, but in order to have a more smooth relationship, you need to understand where the other person is coming from, right? Once you understand and acknowledge, then you can make adjustments to talk that person's language, so to speak. A lot of us maybe have come to the table with regard to online dating. Maybe we've been set up by friends or family or somebody through a work connection. Well, it may seem that you're very compatible on paper, but then one asks, why are there quarrels, disagreements, misunderstandings, and the power play still exists? Why, why, why? Well, there are underlying core traits, often they are subconscious, that take precedence over what looks good on paper. Or maybe, like I was mentioning earlier, that you just want to take the test so you can get along better with your kid, your boss, your client, your vendor, whoever it is that you're not getting along with. Maybe you want to excel and do better in those areas. So the Enneagram is a system that analyzes human personality by means of nine distinct but interconnected personality types. Any of the several nine-pointed geometrical figures are often held to have magical significance. So why is the number nine magical? When we break it down, let's break down the word first because it's kind of a word that most people haven't heard. In Greek, enna means the number nine, and gram means point. So the word refers to a circle inscribed by nine points, which is used as a symbol to arrange and depict nine personality types. In its current formulations, the Enneagram brings together insights of not only perennial wisdom, but the findings in modern psychology. All right, so let's go back to why do they make nine personality types? I don't know. But anyway, there is significance in the number nine. Some people think that it's just a magical number. So for those of you who are into mathematics, if any natural number is multiplied by nine and the digits of the answer are repeatedly added until it's just one digit, the sum will always be nine. It's just one of those crazy magical things in math, right? So for example, six times nine is 54. And then if you add those numbers, meaning five plus four, you're going to get the number nine. And 
check this out. It even works with bigger numbers. So if you take a number like 234 times 9, that answer is 2106. So if you add 2106 again, it equals the number 9. Pretty crazy, right? All right. So those of you who are near your computer, I'm not sure if you can see this on the app or not. Probably you can. Go to my picture carousel. Go to that because you'll see the different types of shapes that we're talking about here. So basically, you know, what our scholars did from thousands of years ago, we're going to be talking about the circle and what that means and the law of threes, the law of sevens, and the law of nines. So this enagram, they have incorporated all of those means for a powerful effect to dissect and to explain the human condition. All right, so go to the carousel, you'll see those. Some author, let's go a little into history here. Some authors believe that they have found variations in the anagram symbol in the sacred geometry of the Pythagoreans who 4,000 years ago were interested in the deeper meaning and significance of numbers. Now, this line of mystical mathematics was passed through Plato and then through his disciple, Plotinus, and then subsequent Neoplatonists. Okay? Now, some believe that this tradition found its way into esoteric Judaism through Philo, a Jewish Neoplatonist philosopher around the 14th century. Variations of this symbol also appear in Islamic Sufi tradition, perhaps arriving there through the Arabic philosopher Al-Ghazali. All right. Speculation has it that the enneagram found its way into esoteric Christianity through pseudo-Dionysus, who was influenced by the Neoplatonists. All right. So one can easily dismiss the personality types, saying that, oh, it doesn't affect you. Unless you're living on a deserted island, who among us can dismiss others entirely? It would be almost impossible for most of us to spend a day without coming into direct or indirect contact with dozens of people. Family, friends, people in the street, at the office, on television, social media, and let's not forget people who are even in our fantasies and fears. Our relationships with others are the most changeable, infuriating, pleasurable, yet mystifying elements of our lives. Heck, even twins whose DNA is the same, sometimes they behave differently to the same stimulus. So Enneagrams offer a framework for understanding ourselves and those around us. And for those in helping professions, it packs a wealth of practical insights for those in psychology, counseling, teaching, social work, journalism, and personal management. All right. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we're talking about Enneagrams, how people think, and your reaction to them. You can call in on this topic, 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677. 
1677. Also, hit me up on the chat line, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross. That's short for dating tips, forward slash DT Linda Gross. So, when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about the three centers of intelligence and what all these circles and triangles and different points on this circle mean. All right, so we will catch you right back after the break. Please stay tuned. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, real truth about women that'll change your life forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about Enneagram. It is a new psychological testing method that shows you how people think and your reaction to them. So we're let's go over the triangle, which is significant in this particular type of Enneagram the triangle within a circle. And again, through the ages, the triangle was also representative as something that was also magical. So the triangle represents what is known as the laws of threes, which states that every whole phenomenon is composed of three separate sources. So when we put it to the Enneagram microscope, it's looking at the active, the passive, and the neutral. So it's easy to find examples of the law of threes. You can say Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's an example. Another concept is the perceiver, the act of perceiving, and the perceived. And in his fourth way teachings, George Gurdjieff applied the law of three in a process of transformation, which required, as he saw it, affirmation, denial, and reconciliation. So one of the things that the Enneagram goes over, because it's using this magical triangle in its symbology, and in case you guys missed that, you need to look at the picture carousel on the app or on the Blog Talk computer for this particular show, and I have pictures of what I'm talking about so you can follow along. So they assume that there are three centers of intelligence, and they chart groups into different types meaning gut, head, and heart, or alternatively speaking, instinctive thinking and feeling centers, respectively, or alternatively, anger, fear, 
and image also respectively. All right. So that's what the triangles represent with regard to their personalities. Now, another form of symbolism that is used is the circle. So the Enneagram is encompassed by a circle that holds all of this magic inside. So the circle represents the oneness of life and the container within which we as humans live out the context of our lives. It represents the wholeness of a human before we were seemingly fragmented by ego and after we have become aware that we have never lost that wholeness. Pretty interesting. Okay, and lastly, the hexad, hexad, H-E-X-A-D. All right, so those of you who do math, you know that the word hex refers to six points, like a six-pointed star, like a Jewish star, for example. All right, so in the Enneagram diagram here, the hexad doesn't look anything like a star. It is kind of like a cross with some point pointing down towards the bottom. So look for that in the photo carousel. So the six-pointed figure that allows seven points from being through six changes in momentum and then back again to its origin, which is the seventh point. The hexad represents the law of sevens, which is considered the path of movement toward and away from anything in our world as not a straight line, but rather periods along a journey of striving, failing, and striving again, a rising and falling of energies along the path. So when you put all those different elements together, that's what makes the symbolism of the Enneagram, which overlays these three elements onto each other in a way that symbolizes a path to a fuller, richer life for anyone willing to step back from triggers of personality and into self-observation. The lines on the Enneagram symbol show that path. So when you look at the Enneagram picture, it kind of looks like a diamond that has been cut by a jeweler. You know how it has lots of different facets to it. That's kind of what I see when I look at a two-dimensional version of the Enneagram, meaning that this diamond has lots of facets. It's lots of personalities, just like in real life, right? So as the numbers get added into the symbol, representing the nine personality types, the relationship between the numbers are indicated by the lines that connect them, and the numbers are connected to only two other numbers. So for example, I'm a number one, which is the perfectionist. So my two other linear points are the number four, which is an individualist, and number seven, which is an enthusiast. So there are three types of symbiotic relationships, mutualism, commensalism, and parasitism. Now, mutualism means that both partners benefit. Commensalism means that one party benefits while the other one is neither helped nor harm. Parasitism is when one party gains while the other party suffers, okay? <laughs> We've all been there with those types of relationships, right? All right, now I'm going to get, okay, enough of all the technology and the math and the history. We're going to get into the juicy part, which which is how does this affect you and your relationship? So 
during the break, if you haven't done so already, take the Enneagram test. If you're listening to this, you can just type into Google Enneagram test. That's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Or if you are on my IG or Facebook, you can look at the link and just click on the link and take the test. All right. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about compatible mate types and what you should be looking for. And if you already have a mate, what you can do to make these areas better in your life. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. Darn, maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about Enneagrams, new psychological testing that determines how people think and your reaction to them. All right. Call us at 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677. So if you haven't had a chance to take the test before the show, that's all right. You can take the test after we get done with the show and then maybe go back and listen to this segment to uh, for the evaluation and how it affects you personally. All right. So it's kind of relaxing to see your whole personality wrapped up in one simple word. Or maybe I'm just being the, the perfectionist about this, but the cool thing about the Enneagram personality test is that it's a model of interconnected personality types, meaning there's a little of them in all of us, right? So once you've taken the test, there's a whole world of information that opens up to you, including ways which you work, communicate, and heck, even fall in love. So here's a big overview on the different types. So if you if your answer turned out to be number one, the perfectionist, <laughs> no joke, right? Just like me, join the club. Well, being a perfectionist is difficult mostly because as a perfectionist, you make it so. In love, you require a lot of reassurance that you are appreciated just for being yourself. You need this reassurance like you need food or water simply because you're so hard on yourself. You're most likely to be attracted to somebody who values your good advice and who takes on their share of the work in the relationship. You don't want to end up doing it all yourself and you wouldn't allow that sort of unhealthy dynamic to exist in any of your other relationships 
relationship. But hey, you're a perfectionist after all. The beneficial side of being in a partnership with a perfectionist is they are more willing to forgive than their name would suggest. Yes, that's true. Although they won't do so good without a heartfelt and a well-structured apology. All right. So if you've got the answer of number two, number two is the helper. Helpers are nurturing, concerned with the well-being of others, and sensitive to people's needs, making them extremely supportive romantic partners. As a helper type, you tend to focus more on others than you do on yourself. And romantically, you need someone who can remind you that you matter too. As someone who feels insecure about other people not listening to you as much as you might listen to them, you also need someone who will reassure you that you are interesting. Now, the downside to being a helper is suffering from low self-esteem. So having a partner who is proud to be seen with you and reassures you of that will do wonders for you. Number three, did you get the achiever? Well, that's what that one is. Achievers are real workhorses. They are energetic, goal-oriented, and self-assured. You need a partner who is independent enough to leave you alone while you focus on your work and someone who has a peaceful disposition. Anyone who burdens you with emotional drama is going to get the boot very quickly. For example, Albert Einstein's wife used to leave his dinner outside of his room so that she wouldn't disturb him in the middle of his work. Eventually, the marriage dissipated because he felt it interrupted his studies, which basically describes the extreme version of the achiever. They're not the easiest people to be with. They are constantly worried about not achieving the kind of success that they would like to achieve in the world, and they need someone who can tell them how proud the other person is, the mate is, of all his accomplishments. Ultimately, you need someone who's just as focused on their own issues, or you need someone that's going to leave you alone so you can focus on what you need to focus on. Did you get number four? Number four is the romantic. Now, romantics have sensitive feelings and are gifted with good intuition. They're able to find meaning even in the most difficult of life's challenges. And they tend to be creative thinkers with a tendency towards being down in the dumps. Now, as a romantic, you need a partner who is lighthearted enough to avoid the pitfalls of your depressive moods since you don't always want to come out of them. You'll benefit by being with somebody who doesn't go there with you. <laughs> One of you is enough. Two, you going down that path isn't going to be pretty. The romantic also needs someone who will shower them with compliments, which are your lifeblood and your fuel. A partner who respects your intuition and takes your advice into consideration when you say you have a bad feeling about something, boy, this person is the one for you. Oh, and most importantly, you'll want to be with someone who will resist the urge to tell you that you're overreacting or being dramatic, unless it's 
absolutely necessary that they speak up in that manner. Number five is the observer. Observers are skilled analytic thinkers with above average thirst for knowledge and an introverted disposition. It takes them a lot of time to put their thoughts and ideas out into the world, and it can be difficult for them to watch socially skilled people advance faster in the professional sphere. Observers need a partner who won't try to force them to go out to places they hate, meaning crowded parties, loud environments, or basically anything requiring a lot of social interaction. They also need someone who is a good listener as they get irritated with having to repeat themselves. It takes a lot of effort for them to put their thoughts into words in the first place. So if you happen to be a partner of an observer, also known as the thinkers, remember that if they seem aloof, they're most likely uncomfortable. Ooh, that's a good one to remember. So they shouldn't be aloof, but if they are being aloof, that means they're uncomfortable. All right, so take that under advisement there. They need time and space to process their emotions. So don't try to pull anything out of them. They'll come to you when they are ready. All right. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about Enneagrams, psychological testing that is very accurate. Actually, its roots are based in research from thousands of years ago. Basically, it's teaching you how to help people think and your reaction to them. So when we come back from the break, we're going to go over, we have just a couple more. We have the questioner, which is number six. If you haven't already taken your test, you can do so. Google Enneagram test, Enneagram test. Take that test and let me know what your answers are, what you thought, and see if it's an accurate portrayal of your personality. If you can't call in on the show, you can always use the chat line, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross, and write me a message. Lots of places to write messages, Facebook, Instagram, Blog Talk Radio, of course, and even on the SoundCloud. Yeah, when the uh, archive show is uploaded, you can even leave a message uh, now. It's a new feature on SoundCloud. All right, I'll be looking for you. We'll catch you right back after the break. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women 
today. Darn, maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about Enneagrams. It's a new psychological test that shows you how people think and your reaction to them. All right, so let's continue on. We just have a couple more to do. If you got the number six, that is the questioner, also known as the skeptic. Questioners' personalities range from introverted and cautious to extroverted and confrontational, but they are consistently trustworthy, responsible, and loyal to their friends and family. If you're a questioner, you need somebody who won't react to your overreactions and anxiety. You're most likely to be well-matched with someone who will work through things with you, as you need to talk things out as you weigh the pros and cons of every situation. Since you struggle with having confidence in yourself, you procrastinate often. So you need the gentle and optimistic nudge towards the new experience from someone who reminds you that in the words of Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Good quote there. I like that one. Number seven, the adventurer. Adventurers are lively and optimistic people who are eager to make a contribution in the world. As children, they look forward to the kind of freedom they'll have as adults, and they will not accept that freedom being compromised once they get there. As an adventurer, you have the guts to try new things and a unique sense of style. You're a stimulating conversationalist, and you need someone who can keep up. Your ideal partner will be somebody who respects your independence, who doesn't feel the need to keep tabs on you, and who doesn't cling to you in any way. The leader. Leaders are direct, outspoken, upfront, and in charge. They don't appreciate being told what to do or to have their plans compromised. They meet challenges head on. And they are not afraid of being honest, even when it's difficult. They often speak in a very assertive way, and they need somebody who won't automatically assume that it's a personal attack. I'm not angry. I'm passionate is a common phrase for leaders. When you scream, curse, yell, and stomp around, you need somebody who understands, hey, that's just the way you are. You also need someone who acknowledges and sees your vulnerable, tender side. Number nine, the peacemaker. Peacemakers are receptive listeners. Yes, they are. They're supportive and good-natured, but they're terrified of confrontation. They have a tendency to be people-pleasers. It can be difficult to be a people-pleaser, as they are often judged for being indecisive or lacking initiative. They can also be a little too sensitive, taking even things like body language personally. So they need somebody who will be aware of this. 
for those with a more leader-like personality, it may seem like being with a peacemaker would be a tough job. But the truth is, peacemakers have an uncanny ability to acknowledge all sides of an issue. They can take responsibility for their own actions with greater ease than other types. They make fantastic partners as they're always able to go with the flow. And they're pretty much down for whatever. All right, let's see. I wanted to give you some vices and virtues of the different types. Type 1 perfectionist, I'm going to say the vices first and the virtues in that order. Anger and perfection. The giver, pride and help. The performer, deceit, efficiency. The tragic romantic, envy and creativity, the observer, avarice and knowledge, the loyalist, fear and courage, the epicure is gluttony and joy, the protector is lust and strength, and the mediator is sloth and peace. All right, and then here are some childhood messages that you did hear and versus message that you would have rather have heard. So the perfectionist might have heard something like, it's not okay to make mistakes, but you need to heal yourself and instead hear you are good. Type two, they might say, it's not okay to have your own needs and you would have rather have heard you are wanted. Type three, They might have heard, it's not okay to have your own feelings and identity, but you would have rather have heard, you are loved for yourself. Type four, heard, it's not okay to be too functional or too happy, but you would have rather heard, you are seen for who you are. Type five, it's not okay to be comfortable in the world, but the way to heal is to say, your needs are not a problem. Type six, not okay to trust yourself, but you would have rather have heard you are safe. Type seven, it's not okay to depend on anyone for anything. Well, that's not going to get you too far. You will be taken care of is what you would have rather heard. Type eight, it's not okay to be vulnerable or to trust anyone versus you will not be betrayed. And type nine, It's not okay to assert yourself, and you would have rather have heard your presence matter. All right. So there's there's lots more here. It's hard to kind of go over (laughs) all of these personality traits. I might go ahead and just put them on the site there so you can, yeah, I think I'll do that. I'll put that on the blog talk radio on the description area. And I'll also put it on IG and also Facebook, and you can go more into depth about what these fears and distortions and patterns, what it all means, and what type of partner works best for what you need. All right. So thank you for joining me today. I really appreciated your being here. If you like our show, please show your love. Many ways you can do so. You can listen, call, subscribe, chat, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, advertise with me, 
start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. Also, if you happen to have missed last week's show, so easy to find, you can Google it. It's the same name across the different platforms, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and you can find the archive version right here on Blog Talk Radio on SoundCloud, and on TuneIn. And if you're using a podcast app that's none of those things, your favorite podcast app may also have access to our show, so you want to check that out. All right, so last week's show we were talking about are you being manipulated? Some people see mental manipulation as an art and something that is extremely rewarding for them. They are smart about using these skills and often practice them frequently. Just because they revel in influencing how others think and behave doesn't mean that you need to be at the short end of that stick with this. We talked about several of their nasty techniques so you can be on the lookout for trouble. Again, thank you very much for joining us today on the Men's Advocate Show. You can reach us here. Usually you can listen in each and every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. All right. Bye for now, and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us.